afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. It is Thursday, September the 9th, 2021. It's not a technical off a podcast. It's a little different today as we are, uh, we are flying solo for this one. Let me get a little bit of audio ahead of time there. We got to get that set up. We're flying solo today. Uh, Mr. Black has uh, previous engagements that he was uh, unable to attend the podcast for. But I'm here. And we're going to do it to a little bit of a, of a TA podcast regardless. But as always, I have to ask, Mr. Black, how was your week? Uh-huh. Mmm. Yes. Yes. Real estate. Having a child. Yes. RP. Yes. Just another week. Sounds good. My week... Wasn't too crazy either. I uh, I simply did what I've been doing for a long time. That's stream some stuff. It's playing a lot of Magic the Gathering this week uh, still, as I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to do for my next review game. Uh, nothing wild really beyond that, uh, other than to say that Magic the Gathering has the world's worst shuffler in, uh, in Arena anyway. It's terrible. Tried desperately to get around that thing, but we can't seem to make it happen. Uh, but otherwise, that was more or less it. I just did my first reaction video on my YouTube channel. What happened? I'm joining the youths! I'm not in, in my youths anymore, but I'm joining them. Everyone seems to do reaction videos these days. So I, I did one. Watch the, uh, the Matrix, uh, Resurrection trailer, uh, for the first time. And that was great. And we'll talk, uh, uh, briefly about that, I guess, towards... The end of the podcast. How this podcast is going to go, especially if you're listening to this on the RSS feeds today, Sony's uh, little event, the first anything that we've gotten from Sony in what feels like an age, happens in about 12 to 15 minutes, which is nice because there was almost no news this week. I'm going to go through the news here, the gaming news uh, as normal. Then we're going to jump into the Sony event. We're going to uh, do a little live uh, coverage of that, uh, if you would. And then, uh, and then we'll do the, the same back end of the podcast where we're doing things like, uh, the movies and TV and the, uh, uh, of course the, uh, the tech support segment. So without further ado, let's hop in, talk a little bit about video game news, shall we? More Sony stuff. It's good to talk about Sony stuff. It's been so long since we've been able to, but Sony backpedaled on their Horizon Zero Dawn, number two, in terms of their upgrade policy. Uh, we talked about it on the podcast, actually, uh, last week, whereby they were saying that, you know, you, even though they said originally they were going to allow everyone to upgrade to the PS5 for free, um, with uh, regards to having this this game, since it got delayed, they said, nah, we're not going to do that anymore. Now you got to have one of the special editions of the game to allow you to have an upgrade, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Lots of people weren't particularly happy about that, and uh, obviously took to the interwebs as always to uh, to tell Sony about just how much they weren't a fan. Uh, and inevitably, Sony, which this seems to be Sony's thing this time around, they seem to be um, do something anti-consumer or something that their that their their fans don't like all that much, and then. After everyone screams and yells, they change it, and then they go, oh, no, you know what, we won't, okay, that's fine, you know, we, we heard you. And then everyone goes, everyone goes, oh, they heard us. They were listening. 
Uh, that seems to be their strategy. Anyway, they did that again. Uh, and now they're going back and saying Horizon Zero Dawn 2 is going to, uh, <laughs> it's going to be a free upgrade. However, this also spurred them on to make it very clear that in the future, every upgradable game, PS4 to PS5, will cost $10 to do so. That's like a flat rate thing, which at least is a little bit easier uh, on the surface than whatever weird thing they've got going on now. Every game seemed to need a, a freaking flow chart to understand the, the pieces of how to upgrade and which version and when and how and if it cost money and if it didn't. So anyway, $10 to upgrade, uh, which as long as it's that simple, like you pay your money, you put your disc in the PS5 and you're done, it's, it's not, it's not, let's say, as, um, as consumer-friendly as the smart delivery system of, of Microsoft's, but it's better than what they have now. So... so so what you can take that for what for what you will, uh, and you can let us know in the comment section how you feel about ten dollars for every upgrade uh, going forward, especially in regards to see the, all this confusion came with this uh, Horizon Zero Dawn two was supposed to be within the launch window that they considered, which is the first year post launch of the console itself. Obviously, a lot of stuff got delayed. This game included pushed it outside the window, and they said, "Oh." What a wonderful opportunity for us to actually just charge more money to have people upgrade, even though a very finite number of people still to this day have been able to get their hands on a next-gen console for any number of reasons. Chiefly, there are not many of them. Um, and will continue, apparently, until almost the end of next year, not being super readily available. Uh, so th it was kind of scummy, but, uh, regardless, let us know how you feel in the comment section below about that. If you've got a, a uh, uh, an opinion on that, uh, Tripwire, speaking of opinions, oh, what a wonderful segue. Tripwire, who you may know for Killing Floor and Maneater, that Grand Theft Auto shark game that, uh, that landed not long ago. Uh, the CEO, or used to be CEO now, I suppose, John Gibson is out. He's out of there. Three days after posting his, I guess what I would describe as unfortunate opinions on the recent Texas abortion laws on the Twitters. And this is the tweet specifically. In, in fairness to him, I suppose, for context's sake, and then you can form your own opinion on whether or not this opinion was perhaps good or, or why he's be removed from his job in three days. Uh, so here, here it is. And this is a quote here. Proud of hashtag U.S. Supreme Court affirming the Texas law banning abortion for babies with a heartbeat. As an entertainer, I don't get political often. Yet with so many vocal peers on the other side of this issue, I felt it was important to go on record as a pro-life game developer. Even within the pro-life, pro-choice spectrum... Calling the latest, this is my opinion now, calling the latest Texas abortion laws um, an issue about pro-life is really pushing it. Personally. <laughs> but I always find it funny that it's a bunch of like old geriatric white men that seem to want to make decisions for female bodies. I don't, call me crazy, but maybe don't. Uh, after a pretty scary-sounding Discord post the other day, lots of folks have been uninstalling Titanfall 2 to avoid any issues 
And that was in relation to a possible loophole that was discovered within the multiplayer client, allowing some level of executable allowances. The developer, uh, meaning that somebody from within, you know, from the other side of the client could could uh, manipulate the program in some way, and possibly your computer, is what that's getting at. The developer has posted that they believe it's limited to crashing the game itself at best, but I'm sure that's not making a lot of people particularly excited one way or the other and i i uninstalled anything related to that i I even uninstalled apex i was like i look uh i'll wait this one out i'll i'll reinstall some stuff later if i need to i I don't need to have that on the computer uh but uh, they seem to think it's pretty pretty harmless in the grand scheme of things all the same if you want more on that you can just you know googly google that uh, and you'll you'll find lots of info on it Next up, Alan Wake Remaster is official and landing this fall on PC, on Epic Game Store, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series X, and the Xbox Series S. It's a pretty hefty 4K visual update, including cutscenes and uh, includes all DLC as well as director commentary by Sam Lake. Uh, that's, uh, That's pretty awesome. We knew it was likely coming. It was a rumored thing now. Uh, I believe it was the last time we were talking about it. It was still a rumor. Either way, Mr. Black will be very pleased with that. Uh, and also the possibility, as we discussed in the podcast before, that another Alan Wake game is coming. And with this happening, I suspect that uh, that makes it even more of a possibility for a follow-up game. But it does look very good. You can check out uh, comparison uh, images. And uh, I don't know if they've got video yet, possibly. Probably. I don't know. But the comparison images look pretty good uh, from what I saw. Definitely an upgrade. Uh, And of course, all the DLC. Pretty good. If you missed it the first time, why not hop in now? Next up, the new Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl game videos dropped. The gameplay videos. And showed off the dev uh, not being afraid to slam some memes into the mix. You know, they had like the the Spongebob, you know... um, you don't really know the mocking SpongeBob meme, uh, you know the bird face SpongeBob thing. It looked a little jank, to be honest. He didn't have like fucking eyelashes or anything. It was kind of weird. Uh, didn't quite nail it, but it's in there. Hello, fellow children. Is that the vibe we're getting there? I don't know. Either way, uh, lots of discussion around it. Also being super similar to Smash Brothers, uh, and also lots of people finding out that uh, wave dashing and stuff is not a a Smash Brothers specific term. It's just where they would have seen it the most. Either way, you can go watch some gameplay trailers. I was going to watch it here, but we don't have the time today before jumping into Sony. Uh, either way, it looks like it's going to be completely wild. Uh, uh, this game strikes me as it's either going to be incredible or just fall apart, wheels falling off the whole thing. I, I don't think there's any room for mediocrity here. Uh, after an absolute slog, No Man's Sky has finally gotten into the mostly positive overall status on Steam. It happened. It took so long, after, especially since the, those initial reviews stayed there, and there were hordes of them. And so the climb, that 1% at a time, apparently it got to the point where, I think Sean was saying it was 10,000 or more likes or like positive reviews to move the needle 1%. So it's been crawling. I mean, uh, for the longest time, in fact, probably three years now anyway, all of the releases, the recent reviews have all been positive or better. 
So it's just really been this huge slog since that original release uh, and all the, the negative reviews that came with it. Uh, but they finally made it. They're into mostly positive, And of course, the team is extremely excited about that. And, and uh, I'm excited for them because if anyone er- has earned that and arguably more, uh, No Man's Sky and Hello Games is definitely top of that list. Uh, fans of Yoko Taro. That's the near Tomina, uh, and, and what's the Draken Guard, I think is the other series he's done before. I have reason to be excited this week as a teaser for what is being described as a unique tabletop RPG video game built of cards. That, that was a quote, that part. Was released. Uh, really teased. Don't really got more information than that. I don't know what, uh, is going to come out of it. Uh, I'm not a huge Yoko Taro fan, but it sounds intriguing, and I will look into it. I think I think that Yoko came out and said it's not near or Drakengard. It's neither. Apparently, uh, I, who knows what it is? Then uh, it, it could be something completely new or not. I don't know. Uh, last up before we uh, jump into the Sony conference here, which is going to kick off in just a minute. In fact, I just got to pull this up once again and make sure that, uh, we are good to go. Um, sadly, you know, some sad news this week. We did lose Battlefield. That's why I have it in this section, but it could have been in either. And the Wire actor, Michael K. Williams, uh, sadly passed away, uh, this week in his home, apparently at the age of 54. Um, I've only seen Michael K. Williams in a, a, a scant things and everything, uh, but regardless of that, everything I saw him in, he crushed it. Didn't matter if it was like a minor role or a more prominent role. He friggin' he crushed it. So there, there you go. I'm going to have like, and, and it's weird that this happens and I, I'm, I'm, uh, I've done this in the past too. It was like what happened when Rob Williams passed away as well. When he passed, the first thing I wanted to do was just go watch all of his movies. And so now I'm going to have to go and like check out even more Michael K. Williams stuff because I never got a chance to to really watch too much of it other than, you know, if he was part of a project I was already interested in. And so now I kind of want to see even more. And thankfully, the internet has provided me with lots of that this week. So that's been uh, wonderful. All right, so now we're going to uh, hop on over to the Sony event. It is about to just pop off here. Uh, it's supposed to in uh, in mere moments. For those of you on the RSS feeds, I'm going to do my best to cut this audio as it needs to. Uh, and for those of you here on YouTube, uh, you'll be able to skip ahead if you need to because this is going to be kind of winged. We don't know how this is all going to play out. But here we go. The Sony event is live. My body is ready. I'll have to ride the faders here to see if I can get the audio right. So let me know how the balance is as we go through. Mmm, yes. Chess. Very expensive chess. All stunts by trained professionals do not attempt. Okay. I mean, I can barely get up out of bed in the morning now, so I'm not gonna... Seems a little loud, no? 
you back that off a bit. Maybe somewhere around there. If this is just the intro to the event, this is a very elaborate chess-themed intro. <laughs> <laughs> but they are referencing in any number of things here for sure look at that they even got the checkerboard look at that Is that john wick reference excuse me that looked like the hotel what I'm still trying to really... What? I mean, this is all very well shot and everything. I just... Okay, she just went in there and killed... Okay, well, that's just Aloy now. Alright, sure. Play has no limits. Ah, yes. Well, that was a very expensive film to do something. I don't know what it was, but... Why is everyone dressed like they're going to Burning Man? Oh, wow, that was a good description. I'm Jim Ryan, president and CEO of Sony Interactive Entertainment. Hi, Jim Ryan. Welcome to the PlayStation Showcase. Nobody likes the you as much as your, uh, the guy you replaced, unfortunately. And setting the benchmark for creativity and excellence in entertainment. We always love the opportunity to speak directly with our community. The new technology in PS5 enables development teams to build more exciting, immersive and compelling worlds showcasing their creative <laughs> vision of storytelling. Do you think do you think They've people ever get tired of hearing this exact speech every time a new console generation so thank pops you up? For allowing us time to share some significant updates and brand new content. So without further ado, let's look at some new and amazing games. <laughs> this new hardware allows us to do things we've never been able to do before. Seven years later. This new hardware allows us... This is a lie. <laughs> Non-actual gameplay on this one. Alright, here we go. That is what the Sith believe. Star Wars, though. They promised power. Now they wield it. Pog. We face the greatest Sith in generations. Revan? Yeah. They must be stopped. Everyone's super erect right now. They're remaking Knights of the Old Republic. Alright, I went from fully erect to only half erect, but I'm still erect. Remade for PS5? Are they making that exclusive? That would be a fucking wild ride. I'm not seeing any other anything there. That would be a wild, a wild deal. Well, we'll be playing that regardless, I'm sure. One of my favorite games of all time. 
Lots of people. Very excited about that, I'm sure. I was hoping for a new game, but a remaster, okay. If it's a remaster as good as Resident Evil 2, my body is very ready for that. I'll oh, stop with the gratuitous ass shots. Oh my lord, I just saw our grandchildren! There are children watching this! They don't need to see your labia while you're swinging a sword, come on. What is- what is this even? It's a little bit of- yeah, I agree, it's a little bit of Bayonetta feel going on here. Our mother in heaven. Our attempt to go- it also has near vibes, honestly. Uh, defeating our enemies and saving humankind. This is, I mean, Yoko Taro likes to, uh... Likes to, uh, create characters that he can buy body pillows of and sleep with, so it could be Yoko Taro. Also, it's very, like, Christian-themed stuff, which he's got a weird vibe for, like, first-year university, introductory to sociology, and religion courses. It's like Bayonetta and Nier, I can't figure out which yet. Ah, oh, this thing's called Eve. It's parasiting a cor- like, Parasite Eve? Sexy Parasite Eve? <laughs> what is going- what are these references? Alright, so for those in the RSS feeds right now, we- I don't know what this is yet. All I know is it's a- basically a skin-tight suit, and I'm pretty sure- I'm pretty sure I don't need to see her naked now because it's essentially that already. Alright, lots of Eve references, so, uh, when does Adam drop, and, uh, when do we get other... ...other Biblical references? Warning. Alright, now what? Oh, quick time events! What is... There's a lot visually going on here. Like... Somebody really just wanted to... turn up the particle effects? What is go- what is this game? It's- it's like Resident Evil Enemies Project Eve. Okay, it's called Project Eve.
An alpha native. All right, what about Omega? Because you know that's going to be it. All right, so all right, Eve, shiftup.co.kr. It's Korean, possibly. That would explain the particle effects. Korean and Chinese developers love to turn up their, their effects. All right, now what's this? New game now. Pirate ships. Cell shading. That sounds like Borderlands. That sounds like Tiny Tina. Yep. <laughs> what this is? Wait, that's a song I know. Isn't that baby metal? <laughs> We've gone full Japanese. Tiny Tina with baby metal. Okay. And now like Tina, where are there guns in a fantasy world? And I am just so glad you asked because Big head mode. It's like they discovered Tiny Tina was like a popular character, I guess, and they just decided that like if we can't just have Borderlands, maybe if we just distilled everything that we consider humorous from Borderlands and crammed it into Tiny Tina and then just let her do whatever games we want. Like, this is like a RPG, lots of loot. So it's got the... It's got the same... Oh, that's the unicorn. Friggin' what's-his-face is crystal unicorn or diamond unicorn. I'm in. You ready, newbie? Oh, so they're playing Dungeons and Dragons. Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. All right, so Tiny Tina is the DM. The Butt Stallion is back. There you go. Alright, Tiny Tina. I mean, it looked good. I'm not against it. Luminous Productions. All right, what's next? Not a secret, but I'm a pretty big deal. Real big deal. We are getting out of the city, Homer. I promise we'll go somewhere that loves cats. No more fights. Clean air, bright skies. What was that? What the actual F? That's what I'm saying. Why does this look vaguely familiar to me? Why do I feel like I've seen this before? That doesn't make any sense, but like a... I'm almost positive I've seen this before. This looks very familiar. Where on earth is this? Asuka. Who's there? And technically not Earth. Well, not what you would call Earth, anyway. I swear to God, asshole, show yourself! Show myself? I've shown. 
Where are you? Right here. Tell me it's not a flying robot. Don't do it. Oh, it's the wristband. Okay, so let me get this straight. I'm somewhere that's not what I would call Earth. I'm seeing freaking dragons. And okay. Oh yeah, I'm talking to a cop. Did I just do that? Wait. Terrible writing. Just very big open world. Oh, Huge. All sorts of different magical abilities it's looking like. I'm positive I've seen this before, to some degree. Tanta Sila is the strongest and most formidable of all the Tantas. You will be doing our land a great service by killing her. Again, lots of particle effects. We're just... We are just all in on particle effects today. Forspoken! That's right, yes, that now that sounds familiar. I know we've seen at least a chunk of this before. No name for a demon. I am the one you seek. The one and only Tanta Sila. Interesting. Spring 2022. I'm not sure how I feel about that. I mean, it doesn't, it's not that it looks bad. It just, I can't quite... Team Rainbow has been the shield. I don't have the vibe of it yet. But, uh, certainly something to keep an eye on, I think. It's new, which is rare. Now we're talking about something that's not new or rare. First-person shooters. Rainbow Six Extraction! Ah, yes, we've seen the little bits of this as, uh, as well in the last rounds of, uh, of events. Uh, there was a lot of people that were quite excited about this. I'm- I'm an asshole because I'm kinda like... over the zombie thing. I have been for like, ages. I'm sure there will be a game that brings me back to wanting to just shoot zombies, but I don't know if this is it. We will move as one. We will think as one. We will do whatever it takes. Together, we enter the unknown. Together, we fight for our future. And no one will be left behind. Yeah, I just don't know how, like, I'm sure that maybe the the, the folks that are big on Rainbow Six uh, Siege, because it's really, they took Siege and then just planted zombies in it and made it PvE. Um, smart use of their resources. Uh, I just don't know if that's... I don't know if it's for me. It's not that it looks terrible or anything. I just don't know if it's for me. 
You let us know, like, are you in- are you over the zombies thing yet? Let us know in the- in the comment section of both of Whatever you do, don't go out in the dark. Stay in the- Ah, uh, this is gonna be Alan Wake, yeah. Bright Falls. Alan Wake Remake. We were just talking about this. What a coincidence. She's missing. Calm down, Mr. Wake. Last night I woke up to a nightmare. I was missing a week. What had happened to me? I squeezed the flashlight like my life depended on it. With it, I could save myself. I could save Alice. Carl Stucky. I thought he was going to say Carl Sagan for a second. I was like, oh, that doesn't make any sense. Looks like a real nice visual bump. It's obviously, uh, you know, a remaster, of course. It's not a full-on remake. But the visuals have gotten a nice bump. Like we said. Got that 4K. Uh, I did see a couple of shots of, of some of the, uh, the, uh, cutscenes. They look like they've been reworked relatively heavily as well. Uh, so if you missed out on it, yeah, man, jump in. Grand Theft Auto V! This is the game that never dies. And the game that never stops making them so much money. Oh my- Improved graphics! Are they really, like, updating GTA V now? Or is this- oh, is this like the next-gen update, maybe? That was showing off, like, what looked to be some sort of first-person move. Oh, wait, didn't they put that in, like, ages ago? I can't remember if they officially support first person now or not. This game's been around so long, I feel like I'm just, like, in ta trapped in a time loop. GTA Online. That's where the real money is, right there, baby. That's... Man alive. Many dollars being made. March 2022. Alright, next up. This Ghostwire Tokyo? We haven't seen this in a while. All I remember of Ghostwire Tokyo is that spooky happened and then she left the company. Alright, we're seeing more now. So is this... 
Hmm. I'm trying to figure out if this is like all something that's in his head or like the actual Tokyo. I don't know. I mean, it's new again, so I'm 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 there for it. Uh, but the the little bits of gameplay we're we're getting there aren't showing us a heck of a lot. Just kind of a of a, a typical first person uh, kind of an action experience there. And again, lots of particles, man. They crank those bad boys up. Guardians. Of the galaxy. Ah, Guardians of the Galaxy. I remember last time we saw this, everyone was very divided on how this game was uh, panning out. To share it with you. United in the light of belief, all suffering, all grief will end. Oh. Yeah. Ah. What's wrong with you? Oh, I think. Yeah, I'm, I think I'm having a heart attack. Cease this at once. Uh, fine. Cosmo! They're doing the writing thing correctly. It's just so hard to see that kind of line being delivered by... like they were drinking funky juice or something. Those not from the film. So let us investigate for you. Always catch Peter Quill. And not fun kind with Paul. Hey, world mine. Long time no see. The current probability of defeating the Universal Church of Truth is 0.3%. Is that bad? It sounds bad. It is. I hope you've got one hell of a speech plan, Peter. That makes two of us. I'll take you to the stars. Follow me! Discount Danger Zone. By rejecting the promise, you have proven yourselves unworthy. <laughs> Better odds than your card drawn magic. Accurate. You know, the trailers look good, but the gameplay didn't do anything for me when we saw it last. And we didn't see any really now. All right, well, here we are. Maybe, maybe it turns out to be good. I think that's one of those games we're going to have to wait for it to come out to really get a good grasp of the uh, the gameplay. All right, new game. What are we looking at? Is this vampires? Is this bloodlines or or whatever? Masquerade. It's vampires with customization options and bad frame rates. Sexy vampires with the ability to deflect bullets with katanas. Wait, is this like a sexy vampire battle royale? What is happening right now? There's like classes? Ah, 
Uh, Blood Hunt. Vampire the Masquerade, yes, okay. Intriguing. 2021, sign up now, bloodhunt.com. Alright, so that drops soon. There you go. Ah, uh, here we go. Death loop. So I kind of like the the idea of this game. I wish they leaned harder into the 60s, 70s kind of vibe that they're trying to get across. They don't lean in hard enough on it, uh, and so it just kind of feels weird to me. But I like conceptually. I like the idea. cultists flinging bombs. Whatever these guys are doing, all spewing eons bullshit. So how come I don't remember shit? This party island hangover is none my thing. My thing is answers. Who are these people? It does feel like we've seen this game. always one step ahead. Oh, for a long time. It does feel like it's been a while. You gotta put this together. Somebody built this place. Somebody's sending me these messages from the future, the past, whenever. And some jackass wrecked every plane out here. Is this a contest for them? Some type of experiment? How does this time loop work? Does anybody What's remember? Why is everyone wearing a Like they're really they they took the dishonored gameplay thing and they they they're using that as their core. Um. Because it's like, you know, there was a lot of there was a lot of stuff in um. There was a lot of stuff in that series that people never ended up really using because they just didn't, you know, tended to stick to one style. This seems like it's going to end up rewarding making a lot more use of, well, a little bit of everything that they have involved because it's, you're going to need to do more in order to get through the game. Uh, unless they're going to stick to the idea that you can just be stealth or, or you can just full-blown you know, face off against everyone. Uh, either way, uh, you know, those, you know, the Dishonored games were pretty good. So I, I don't think the game's gonna be particularly terrible, but I do think it needs to come out now. It feels like, it feels like that game needed to come out last year. But you know, we, we know why it wouldn't have. Alright, next game, what do we got here? That just say kid amnesia and that was it? That was like the entire teaser? That was Alright. I don't know what that was. 
Apparently, kid amnesia. Okay, now we're getting something that looks a little indie-like. They're playing, uh, playing that ukulele. Actually playing it, by the way, choosing the, cor the, uh, the chords. Island vibes. Oh, we're turning into seagulls and stuff now. Oh, we're, in, we're, we're inhabiting animals all over the island. We got a seagull and a dog and a turtle and, oh, it's, oh, uh, wait, now you know what everyone's gonna say. They just jumped off a cliff and had a, a leaf glider. So, you know, Breath of the Wild comments incoming. I kind of dig the visuals. Oh, is this is this going to be one of those industries? A game inspired by New Caledonia. Um, this is gonna be one of those games where, you know, it's like the industry coming in and it is destroying everything about the island, and now we're gonna try and dunk on British petroleum. I mean, we should! treasure of all time is within our grasp. Oh, Drake is back on my screen and I'm not talking about his latest terrible rap album. PS5 and PC. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. We're getting a, a remaster uncharted hitting the PC up. I mean, they're all good games, so if you haven't played them, and you have a PC, and you're one of the, I don't know, 90 million people that haven't been able to get their hands on a PS5 yet, PlayStation Studios. PlayStation Studios Herman Holtz is a diverse and passionate group of storytellers at our collective of AAA studios all across the globe. Everything we do is driven and inspired by storytelling. As creators, PlayStation 5 gives us the opportunity to push the boundaries of storytelling even further. <laughs> there it is again. At PlayStation Studios have already delivered such incredible gaming experiences for PS5, and we're only just getting started. 
As you'll see today with the lineup of exclusive games coming for PlayStation Studios, we're going to continue to drive innovation, advance gaming, while always embracing the legacy of PlayStation and creating games that matter. Games that you're not going to find anywhere else. Enjoy. All right, so that uh, does that mean that all the games we're about to see are going to be exclusives? PlayStation Studio, uh, Studios logo on there. Uh, Insomniac Games. All right, here we go. Marvel. This would be Spider-Man, right? Not actual gameplay. Thank you for the reminder. Unless it would be Wolverine. Yep. <laughs> Wolverine! It's a teaser. In development for PS5. That's all we're seeing. We just was a... Wolverine. Ah, Polyphony Digital... With very fancy music in the background can only mean one thing. Gran Turismo 7. The driving game for people that like to hold their pinky up when they drink their tea. Or in this case, hold their pinky up while they're drinking their Mountain Dew. Why are they making this sound like a fucking Bloodborne sequel, though? <laughs> this is why I, this is why I fell in love with Forza, though, because the uh, Gran Turismo was always a little too hoity-toity for me. It was like the for the love of the vehicle thing. It was it was like uh, not quite not quite there. It was like, it's very, uh, Green Trees was always been very clinical, I guess is the way that I would describe it. Like, super clinical. Oh, wow, car customizations, the library editor. Alright. Pictures and stuff, yes, yeah, people like that. Okay. Alright, the usual car upgrades. Oh, we're even getting we're even getting some ricer type stuff. Minor body kit upgrades. Some aero packages. It uh, definitely looks good, as you would expect. I mean, Gran Turismo always uh, very visually uh, impressive. 
Gran Turismo's like on-track cameras were always really good to me. Uh, they made they went a long way in making the game feel more real. Were the uh, the on-track camera uh, stuff that they did. They always did the lighting very well um, as well. So yeah, looks good. Looks good. It looks like a uh, a good step forward for Gran Turismo. They've been kind of on the back foot for uh, for a long while with uh, Forza on the market, and then you know, Forza kind of misstepped in their last mainline game with Horizon now taking over. So there you go. Next game, Spider-Man. This is actually Spider-Man. The Spooder. Two Spider-Mans! Oh, please do the meme in this video. Literally Spider-Man 2, by the way. Finally give me what I desire. Hmm, Carnage? Venom? Venom! Venom! Fire. As far as I'm concerned, as a complete plebeian when it comes to a comic book anything, Spider-Man lives and dies by the Venom and Carnage lines of the story. Everything else has never been really interesting to me. But there you go. Shocking development as we've got the Venom movies and stuff as well. So that's going to be a, a big hit. Man, that last Spider-Man game they put out for PlayStation was very good. So I'm sure that will also be just as awesome. Next up, God of War. Captured on the PS5 system. I don't know if this is the next God of War or if they're just showing off that they're updating the other one for PS5. <laughs> Boy, time is running out. The prophecies say Fimblewinter leads to Ragnarok. War is coming. Ah, uh, this is this is too. My story doesn't end hiding in these woods. I should be out there, finding out who I am, who Loki is. Uh oh. I will not allow him to go fight the gods. I don't want to fight anyone. I just want answers. Uh oh. Those answers lead to war with Asgard. <laughs> He's becoming. We do not know what Mother wanted. He's becoming an unsufferable teen. expression anywhere. Odin's got tricks up his sleeve we haven't dared to consider. First game was great. Wasn't my cup of tea, but very good game. Unbelievable visuals in the first, and this is also looking incredible. Well, a dead man. Odin seemed pretty keen on seeing he wasn't found. If he's out there, we gotta find him. Come in. What in all yarns be the hell? Really good writing in uh, in it as well. To help people. And what if the only way to do that is war? Oh, we got some trains again. War is not the only way. Stop thinking like a father for a moment and start thinking like a general. No. 
You seem like a calm and reasonable person. <laughs> a calm and reasonable person. Are you a calm and reasonable person? Oh, Thor's hammer. Thor is here. Just unreal visuals and animation come out of the studio. Like, this is by far one of Sony's biggest weapons. Are you coming with us? That man was big? What the shit? Well, some of them. Oh my lord. That looked, that looked absolutely incredible. I got nerd chills and I didn't even really like the first game all that much. 10 out of 10. More updates in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Captured on a PS5 system. Alright, I don't know why that countdown timer was necessary, but here we are. <clears throat> the views and opinions expressed in this program are not those of the first- those of the first- alright, whatever. Uh, uh! Time to reach the youths with some hip-hop! Oh! Uh. Sizzler! So sizzly. Is this the end? Oh no, it's gonna be one more thing. And that was the PlayStation Showcase. We've got no, more info and updates coming right now. And I'm in fact joined by no less than PlayStation Studios head Herman Halst. Uh, Herman, really strong showing here from PlayStation Studios tonight, including <laughs> an awesome <laughs> new look at GT7. That's like, like pat ourselves on the back. Really strong. GT7 is coming in March, <laughs> and I don't think fans are going to be disappointed with what Yamauchi-san and Polyphony have been working on. And what we're doing with GT7 is we're <laughs> pulling from the entire history of the franchise, taking some of the best <laughs> features into GT7. GT campaign, arcade missions, all that good stuff. And uh, mm. you know, I got a chance to play, and it just looks and plays sensationally. The haptics, the vibrations, you feel the rolls, the pull and the weight of the of the different cars. I'll tell you, the one thing that I personally really, really liked is the braking variations through the adaptive triggers. That really kind of makes you, it makes you feel like you're an incredible racer, and for me, that's great. 
great to hear that about GT7. I actually don't know how I feel about the adaptive triggers. I've had them in games where when you're shooting guns and whatnot. And like it's a neat idea, but it just feels like it gets in my way. And now two big reveals. Maybe with cars it'd be better. Marvel Spider-Man 2 and Marvel's Wolverine. Wolverine, that's... You work really closely with Insom. Gonna be awesome. What can you tell us about just why uh, Insom gets so fired up about the Marvel Universe? I mean, Sid, you said it, Insomniac are on fire. They've been just so productive. And I think the team in Insomniac, they're really always challenging themselves to raise the bar with their approach to storytelling and, and craftsmanship. And it's really evident in the consistently high quality of games that they've been delivering over the years. I think on top of that, they really, really prize collaboration amongst their team. And that collaboration that that also extends to the, to, to the way that they work with other PlayStation teams, but also their work with their great partners at Marvel. And that collaboration resulted in the amazing first two Marvel Spider-Man games. And I know that Insomniac are extremely excited to be further expanding the universe into Marvel Spider-Man. Insomniac is really... And they're also going to be raising the bar again, you know, in terms of immersion, really became action, visual fidelity. a premier developer here now. They become a developer so where to then bring you can just kind of go in assuming it's going to be good. Journey into Marvel's Wolverine. I think that PlayStation fans are really going to be in for a treat over the next few years. Very cool, very exciting times, and, and, and on multiple fronts. Tonight, we also got our first big look at God of War Ragnarok. Herman, what can you tell us about where Santa Monica Studio is going with this one? You know, like many of the fans, I'm personally really, really his face, in relationship his pause, smiling face. I'm sorry, that was that funny. There's real tension brewing between him as Ragnarok approaches. So oh, you know, my. I can't wait for players to see how that relationship between him evolves. And you gotta trust me when I say that Santa Monica Studio have prepared quite a few twists and turns for players as they set up the finale of the Norse saga in God of War Ragnarok. We're gonna get an update on God of War Ragnarok from Santa Monica Studio here in just a moment. But before you go, Herman, want to get your take on Horizon Forbidden West. Now, we've learned that this one is coming out in February. I am sure that by this point you have played it. So what has jumped out to you? What can you tell us about the game? I've had a chance to play the game on, on PS4 and PS5, and it looks great on both. For, for PS5, Herman really likes looking down his nose, eh? Lighting, like he's, he's there, he's just... Even more amazing because the environment Herman has really so much going on, too. He wants us to inspect his nostrils at all times. He wants to show the world how clean his nostrils are, how hygienic he is, his nostril care routine. When you combine these together, that comes in really handy when you're dealing with the new machines. On PS5, the haptic feedback on the controller. <laughs> Look at my nostrils. To the experience, you know, when you're firing arrows. Look at them. And, and the other ammo. Marvel at the them. I know them so well. I'm super proud of them. They're creating something incredibly special. <laughs> I just <laughs> can't wait for gamers to get the next chapter of Aloy's adventure in their hands. Thanks for the update, Herman. We're joined now by Eric and Corey from Santa Monica Studio. And I wanted to check in with you two on the big announce we saw just a few minutes ago, God of War Ragnarok. We finally got our first big look at it. And actually, Eric, I wanted to start with you. You've been involved with every single God of War, including 2018's God of War. Is that correct? 
Yeah, that's correct, Sid. I've been with the studio since uh, 2004 uh, in many different capacities, working with both Santa Monica and Radio This man has been around for a while. Good idea to say, hey, Eric Williams. And so that's what I'm doing. I'm directing God of War Ragnarok, or as Corey likes to call it, never heard of it. Um, so that's the update on that. Never Eric, heard of it. Uh, why the ship <laughs> on God of War Ragnarok? Um, it's always been a tradition here at Santa Monica to change the directors across the games. You know, we've had really good success with that. I, I, Corey's been the only repeat director, and, you know, rightfully so. He's pretty damn good at what he does. So that's kind of what it is. The important thing for us is to be able to kind of get a fresh perspective each time. Uh, but also, you know... Fresh this man's last name is legitimately really Balrog. If that's not... So well, actually, it's Balrog. But I read it as Balrog, and I'm going to canonically call so him Balrog now. Aesthetics or themes sort of resonate with you as a creative. I mean, I, I guess what I'm getting at is like, how, how do you see yourself leaving your fingerprints on God of War Ragnarok? That's kind of the, the designer in me wants to answer one way, but as a director, you have to answer a different way. I think you have to learn how to jettison your own a profession when you when you switch over to the director's role, which I'm sure Corey can. Uh, understand i mean he kind of animated a little bit on god of war 2 and we kind of had to throw it all out except for that sneaky backflip that kratos has never done again that we left in that's the perk of being the director i guess um but you know from my point of view like we want to tell a very heartfelt and epic story as you know a father and son go on a journey and they, they kind of struggle with holding on with, to stuff and letting go of things you know it's a very difficult kind of human condition that we all deal with and uh we kind of want to arrive at that by taking like slices of life or family, you know, drama, if you will, and kind of juxtapose that against big Norse backdrop. And you know, at the end, we just want to have an ending that feels very man. It looks so good. And inevitable based on all those. Things. Just it's, it's kind of you know. I'm what an West, incredible so, like, engine! Life, very common, mundane things. And, just and as interesting as big. Perhaps even more so we try to collide those impressive. Their art. Direction, and their their 3D so modeling is just nuts. Look at the fur on the back uh, of that. It, that's it crazy. Take a genius to think that perhaps Ragnarok factors into this game in some manner. Can, can you confirm that, Eric? Yeah, I mean, you can't call the game God of War Ragnarok and not have Ragnarok happen in the game. So you know, it's it's gonna. Happen. I mean, you could cap off the Norse series with it. Um, Halo said, "Finish the fight." In the announced trailer last year. Prepare yourself. But did we? The last game did we really a teaser of sorts for Thor, and I just got to know was that Thor's voice we heard in the trailer just a few minutes ago? That was definitely Thor's voice uh, that we heard in the trailer. Uh, Thor is being played by Ryan Hurst, um, which you might know him from uh, Sons of Anarchy. He played Opie, one of my favorite characters ever, um, and we're just delighted to have him come play in the God of War sandbox. And uh, his take on Thor and our take visually on Thor is very different than the, the hunky Australian you might know. You know, he's much closer <laughs> to the uh, Norse mythology version. The hunky he's Australian. Really almost hedonistic man-child, red hair, you know, left-handed. Just just a little off-kilter than the Thor that a lot of people know right now. So I can't wait for people to experience more of that when the game's done. We also heard the name Odin in tonight's trailer. So I imagine if we're going to experience Ragnarok, Odin's going to have to play a pretty big role here, right? Definitely. Smitty, I want Zeus to be played by Mickey Rourke. I want everyone to be played by Mickey Rourke. Mr. Richard Schiff, come on to play Odin for us. Uh, you may know him as Toby from the West Wing. Um, this was one that we never thought was going to happen. It was like kind of a shot in the dark, and uh, he got back to us, and we walked him around the mocap volume, and he was just like, I've never done anything like this before. Let's do it. And uh, so the kind of rest is history. So I can't wait for people to experience that and see how he factors in. And it's a very different take, again, much like Thor. 
Yeah, he's like a old man who's just kind of busy with his own things and doing whatever he wants, and uh, he's and he doesn't live in a castle or anything like that. So it's it's a again a different take, kind of what we do. We just take what's known and curveball it a little bit, and you know make it special. We also saw a couple of new characters tonight. So what can you tell us about them? <laughs> this guy, about the this kid? interviewer just kills <laughs> me. Tear, Tear, the big guy. Yeah, yeah. He's the the North God of War. Um, <laughs> and uh, Curtis and Trace have finally found him. We we talked a lot about him in 2018. So mm. we were like, well, might as well show him to the people. And then the last character we saw at the trailer, you know, like with the little wink and smile from Anger Boda. She's one of the last remaining giants, um, and her story is pretty amazing and how it fits into the world of God of War. Um, Tears being played by uh, Ben Prendergast, um, who's been completely absorbed in the role, even though he is not a giant as Tyr is. Um, and then uh, Anger Boat is being played by uh, Leia De Leon Hayes, who's a complete treasure on set. She's been amazing. Watching her chemistry with the other characters has been amazing. And she's one of the last giants that's living. So we have those characters and a few more. And, you know, there's a lot of different monsters you saw in there. And there's been so many talented people at the studio building this trailer and putting it together. I just want to give a shout out to the team. I love you guys. You know, I wish you could be here doing this interview with me. I wish you were all behind me right now at the studio. Um, that would have been completely amazing. And, you know, lastly, to our fans, uh, we have a saying at the studio that we are fans of our fans. And I cannot wait to watch all the tweets, the messages, the reaction videos that you guys put out and, and our, our team to be able to take that into heart and uh, just get excited and hyped and then uh, use that to push us through to finish the game for you guys. So thank you very much. Now, Corey, we haven't heard a whole lot out of you here tonight. So now that we know you're not directing God of War Ragnarok, I was hoping maybe you could give us a little clue mm. about what you may or may not be working on next. Oh, you'd like that, wouldn't you? You'd like me to just spill the beans and tell you everything that's going on right now. We're actually doing a bunch of stuff. It's really exciting, all the things that we're doing, and you're tempted to know what is this, but I... Don't really have anything I can talk about right now, specifically, mostly because we're, we're really focused on God of War Ragnarok, that I am incredibly excited that I finally understand that that's what everyone was saying, God of War Ragnarok. I was way off. I was thinking it was something else that they were talking about. I think we'll, we'll wait to, to get any deeper into anything else until later. We'll talk again, Sid. All right. Well, thank you, Corey. And thank you, Eric. And next up, we have Ryan Treadwell. He's the lead producer at Aspire. And wouldn't you know, just a little while ago, we got the announcement of a remake for Star Wars. Now here we go. The Old Republic. So, Ryan, Sh I guess tell me more sure. about what this, this is, is about. Like a, a remaster of the original. This is what, I want I want to know this. It's so much more, Sid. This is a complete remake of this beloved Star Wars story. For Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic remake, we are rebuilding from the ground up while maintaining that integrity of story and character from the original. So Ryan, how much of a remake are we talking about here? I mean, is this updating some graphics, adding some, some higher resolution modes? You know, the original Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic is a true classic and one of our favorite Star Wars stories ever. We want to honor that original story and make it as impactful for players today. In terms of the visuals, we have an opportunity to present this story with a much higher level of fidelity than was possible in the past, while making sure that we're being authentic to what players loved about that original game. What so does that even mean? Classic Star Wars games to modern consoles. Uh, but this is a much bigger project than anything the studio's tackled before. So what can you tell me about the team behind the game? You're absolutely right. While Aspire has enjoyed a great relationship with Lucasfilm Games through our work bringing classic Star Wars games to new audiences on modern platforms, this project is on a completely different level to anything we have done before. 
That's why we knew we had to assemble the right team to do this project justice. We put together a team full of industry veterans from fan-favorite RPGs, even including the original Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic. It has been a really rewarding experience to assemble such a talented team to bring back an epic game. Of course, we're also working closely with the amazing teams at PlayStation and Lucasfilm Games. Together, we couldn't be more excited about what we'll be able to show you in the future. All of us are, of course, huge Star Wars fans too. One of the nice parts about building a team to make a big Star Wars game is the ability Man, to you gotta, you gotta, you gotta tell me more than just Star Wars. what you just did. We all have different Star Wars memories behind us in every call. Don't do me dirty. A good conversation. All right, thanks, Ryan. Oh. Very exciting stuff, and I'm definitely dying to see more of that one. Thank Bro. you, Sid. It will be some time before we're ready to show more, but we're very excited about being able to reveal more in the future. All right, oh, and that's it for our show. That tells me it's ages away. PlayStation.blog and check out all the trailers from tonight's PlayStation Showcase on YouTube. Thanks for watching. PlayStation. Oh my goodness gracious. Is that it? We've hit the end? It's properly the end now, is it? No more one more thing? You sure you don't want a one more thing? You're positive you don't want to do a one more thing. Okay. You don't want to do a one more thing. Okay. Just wanted to give, I wanted to give you the opportunity, Sony. But, you know. That's fine. Alright. So there you go. Uh, you know, you know what? Considering we haven't seen a heck of a lot out of Sony for a really long, long time. That was still pretty good, but I, I thought we'd see a couple of other things in there. But still, solid. Uh, I, think, I think just by virtue of showing off Spider-Man, God of War, and Gran Turismo... That's pretty good. A lot of people are going to be excited about Knights of the, of the Old Republic, of course. I wish there was a little bit more info on it. That tells me it's probably like three years away. Maybe even maybe two, for lucky. Two years. Um, I hope they do that game right. There was a fan project that, they, that was shut down like a year or two ago that was rebuilding Knights of the Old Republic within the Unreal Engine. Um... And so, you know, and that was looking good, and they were doing their best to stay, like, it was It was basically just going to be a visual update that, uh, more than anything, with some fixes. So, I, um, I hope they do, they do right by it. How would I like to see that, uh, you know, that done? Complete, uh, treat it like Resident Evil 2. A complete visual redo. Um, keep the original game mechanics, but just brush it up a little bit for quality of life and fix it up bug-wise. Otherwise, don't... Knights of the Old Republic is a game that you do not want to mess around with too much. If you turn Knights of the Old Republic into an action game... Well, two things are going to happen. One, you're going to be crucified. Two, the expectations will be even higher. Because if you're going to take it outside of its wheelhouse uh, and, and that dramatically change how the game plays, 
Uh, it's going to have to be even better to have the, the core people that are going to buy this game in the first place want to pick it up and play it. Um, but yeah, uh, I will, we'll, we will see how that, you know, we, we gotta wait, see how it all pans out, I suppose. Other than that, God of War again, look great, look absolutely incredible. Um, I'm gonna move this water bottle, I can hear it ringing with my voice. Um, God of War looked incredible. Uh, Polyphony seems to be doing a really good job on Gran Turismo 7, uh, from what we've seen. Uh, there was that really neat, uh, kind of indie-ish, uh, island game that looked, uh, that looked quite fun. Spider-Man looked good. Wolverine, uh, as a teaser is nice because, you know, if, if the quality, you know, hangs with the Spider-Man releases, then having a Wolverine game that's that good is also incredible news. Uh, most of what was shown today was very strong. Um, so that was, that was nice. Nice to see something from Sony finally. It's just been forever. Uh, hopefully we get a little bit more before the end of the year, but, uh, but at least we finally got literally anything to talk about. So that's all for the, the Sony block, which means we've come to the end of games, which means it's time for me to sell out. And I might not be quite as adept as Mr. Black at this, but I will do my best. First up, patreon.com slash lag TV. Head on over there if you want to financially support the podcast and keep this bad boy going. You guys have been doing a great job of that for a long time. Just keep that going and this thing will keep on trucking. Um, I was going to say about shipping the, the, the technical alpha stuff out. I do plan on trying to get that done. Um, as I've been saying for a little bit now, I finally got into the post office just the other day to do some shipping of some other stuff that I had for, uh, for just a couple of, uh, of, uh, my moderators. I was sending a couple of my mods a sweater. Um, the, but what I'm mildly concerned about is, uh, the fact that, uh, the shipping costs for that were like shipping has gone up and, um, so the next round of technical alpha merchandise that we ship out will be a very telling thing is if we're going to be able to continue to even do that, even in the broad cycles that we've been doing it. The first time we shipped out technical alpha swag, it was like a six or $700 bill. Um, for like, I think it was like, uh, 30 or so 20 or 30 tubes somewhere in that neighborhood, maybe, um, so, uh, we'll see what this next round brings, but shipping out of Canada is extraordinarily expensive and it seems to have gotten worse. And they also require even more paperwork now for anything that ships outside the country. Um, so going to do my best with that. I still have my Excel spreadsheet of everyone that's messaged, uh, that have you know hit the mark for getting their, their, uh, rewards. And then, uh, I'll, I'll keep you abreast of, uh, of that situation as we go on. Other than that, if you've got problems, Elgato's got answers for pretty much everything now. I, you know what? I, at this point, I don't even think it has to be streaming anymore. I'm pretty sure if you looked up their catalog of, of, uh, of things, you're going to find a solution for everything now. You got a sore toe? Elgato. 
Now, your, your car, flat tire, Elgato. They've got something for you. But chiefly, they've got all sorts of stuff for live streaming, content creation, and everything in between, and even some stuff that doesn't necessarily have to apply to that, like the Stream Deck we've talked about many times. It's basically an extension of your keyboard in that you can macro all of those keys and have them do anything you want. Almost anything you want. I mean, you can set up, you can set it up to turn on the, the, the smart lights in your room, boot up, programs and if you're a streamer you know OBS open all of your uh, your browsers open to your your chat and whatnot your Philips hue lights or whatever weird alien backdrop you've got going on you can set that all but one one button really impressive stuff very useful um, and they just keep coming out with more products so don't forget to head on over and check uh, out Elgato we don't have any um, you know, any, uh, promo codes or whatnot, they just keep supporting us. And as long as you keep, uh, going on over there and supporting them and maybe even mentioning us when you do buy some of their products, even better. Also, NordVPN, the year is 2021. It's getting crazy out there on the internet. You know, it's not LimeWire downloading the latest Backstreet Boys album kind of crazy. You know, we at least got a little bit past that, but it's still crazy out there. And you want to protect yourself. Stay safe and anonymous. NordVPN is the way to do just that. Uh, and with a promo code, I believe the promo, I should know our own promo code by now, but it's Mr. Black that says it all the time. I will tell you what it is here momentarily. Because I want to get it right. I don't want to mess it up. I don't want to be wrong. Is it just OTT? I don't even know. Let me check it out. It is OTT. Look at that. Promo code OTT. Four free months on a two-year plan with an absolutely massive discount. This is what we got for you right now. And that's a lot. And as Mr. Black would say, that's less than a cinnamon dolce grande latte per month. To keep yourself safe and anonymous, up to like six simultaneous devices, cell phones, routers. You can do it at a router level if you want to get real fancy. Smart TVs. It doesn't matter. Anything and everything. You can make it happen. NordVPN. Go and check them out. Promo code OTT. That's all we got for the sellout for this week. It's time to move on to movies and TV. There's not much to talk about here either, but we're going to go over some. Red Notice trailer dropped. And it was another prime example that Ryan Reynolds is really just being Ryan Reynolds now and Gets paid to be Ryan Reynolds. And that's a pretty good spot to be in. Also, uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, Gal Gadot, on this film. It's like a... I wouldn't call it a buddy cop movie, but it's the same kind of feels. It's... It's, it's, uh, it's like a Mr. and Mrs. Smith, but a three-way. And um, you get to awkwardly watch... The Rock hit on Gal Gadot, which is weird, and then you get Ryan Reynolds saying jokes. So, really, you're watching this movie to look at Gal Gadot and listen to Ryan Reynolds tell jokes. And The Rock is there. To boost viewership, I guess. I don't know. We can check it out. That's a Netflix special, I believe. Uh, but it looks pretty fun. Honestly. You know, all jokes aside, it looks pretty fun. 
Uh, Venom follow-up, Let There Be Carnage hits theaters exclusively on October 1st. Uh, and you know what? I just, like, you're seeing more and more of the exclusively in theaters, you know, promoted now. And it, I just found it funny that that's such a thing that we have now. Like, before it was, there, you, you didn't question that it was going to be exclusive to theaters for any, you know, reasonable length of time. It was going to be there for, you know, a month or more. Now it's like they have to tell everyone. It's like, guys, you can't sit at home and get this on Disney+. Plus. You have to go and watch this in theaters for a while. The next Venom film is one of those movies. Wheel of Fortune is about to spend a lot more money on plastic surgery. As Pat Sajak and Vanna White have signed on to continue to do the wheel until 2024. Just going two, three years at a time, baby. Just keep that, keep that train moving. Who in the heck? I mean, we're in the midst of 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 trying to find a replacement, you know, for for Jeopardy. Still, who in the heck is going to replace Pat Sajak and Vanna White, or are they just going to like weekend at Bernie's that shit for another fifty years? That's, I, I'm, that's the that's that's an almost as interesting question as the Jeopardy host. I mean, who in the heck Jeopardy and Wheel of Fortune? They they almost go hand in hand. You can't take them off the television. Society in the West would collapse. You know, people don't have the wheel and Jeopardy on. Even if they don't watch it, they see it in their their t- you know, their TV guides, and they know that the world is still spinning. So who in the frick takes over? Takes over that lot when uh, when when plastic surgery can no longer say Pat Sajak and Vanna White. Who in the frick is going to do that? Either way, there you go. 2024, the wheel. Uh, And lastly, lots of people breathing a sigh of relief as Better Call Saul's Bob Odenkirk. Maybe Bob Odenkirk is the next host of Wheel of Fortune. Almost at Jeopardy. Either one. Uh, As uh, Bob posted a picture of him back on the set this week. um, You know, after that, uh, that, uh, that, I believe it was a heart event of some kind. That required some pretty pretty uh, crazy surgery, I thought. Either way, he's back at it, thankfully. Um, lots of people very happy about that, myself included. I don't even watch the show. He just seems like a good dude. But he's back on set, raring to go. And that's it. That's all I got for the, the movies and TV section. It wasn't a heck of a lot else going on uh, this week in that world. I haven't been watching, you know, Em and I haven't been watching a lot of... Uh, Particularly recent stuff. We've honestly been watching a lot of uh, Star Trek Voyager as of late, um, and M's been enjoying uh, been enjoying that, which is great because it's one of my favorite TV shows to watch. It's like my it's like my comfort food for uh, for television. Um, and then other than that, I mean, man, there hasn't been a a, a heck of a lot that uh, that's popped up that we're particularly interested in. Uh, Muppets, uh, the Muppets has a um, a thing coming up on the eighth of October. Um, What's it called? Um, something, 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 something. It's, it's a Halloween movie. Um, that I will absolutely watch. Because it's the Muppets. And then there was also a... In the same vein as the re- recent Disney Dwayne the Rock Johnson uh, movie. They're doing another movie based on one of their rides. That I think also already had a movie. Um... And they've got Owen Wilson heading that one up. 
And, uh, like you've heard me say before, if it's got, o if it's got Owen Wilson in it, I'm probably going to watch it. So I'll do that. Muppets Haunted Mansion, that's it. What's the, uh, what's the, the, the other one, though? There's, 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 uh, Haunted Mansion is the Muppets one, but then it's also similar, it is Haunted Mansion. You're kidding me. <laughs> Stop. You're kidding me. All right, so Muppets Haunted Mansion followed by Owen Wilson's Haunted Mansion. You can't even make that shit up. It's literally the same fucking title. <laughs> well, no wonder I couldn't remember. Like, uh, like it's the same. It's the same film title. It's getting it all friggin' like caught up. And I didn't have it written down. I just it just dawned on me. That's kind of funny though. And they're both Disney now. Nobody nobody thought. Hey, maybe that's. <laughs> maybe that's something to look into. Either way, there you go. Owen Wilson. Love that guy. Getting more of that. Uh, the Star Wars Visions with Anime Star Wars. We talked about that. In fact, we watched the uh, with the trailer for that uh, when the trailer first dropped. Uh, but, uh, but yeah. So there you go. Movies and TV. Haunted Mansion. Pick your, you know, choose your flavor. Owen Wilson or the Muppets. Honestly, if we could bring those together, I think Owen Wilson and the Muppets is a killer combo. So let's just make that one movie and put Owen Wilson in it. Give me that. Give me, yeah, give me, give me Pepe the, the King Prawn, Gonzo, and Owen Wilson. Either way, it's time to move on, ladies and gentlemen, to tech support. Patreon.com slash TV. Just mentioned it not even... 10 minutes ago, it's a place to be. Financially support this podcast. Keep this bad boy going. And for $10 more uh, or more a month, you get a couple of perks. Chiefly, you can ask us questions, or in this case, me. It's all about me today. Live with it. But yeah, patreon.com. Put up a, a, a post every week called Tech Support. You can ask questions on that post. And we answer as many of them as we can with the time that we have. So let's move on to some of that, shall we? Logan asks, what's your uh, favorite fast joint? Which I'm assuming he meant fast food joint. Otherwise, I'm going to go with the elbow. Um, fast food, man. I'm not really a huge fast food person in like, if you're talking about like a, a burger joint. Um... Oh man, like if I have to, if I have to choose a burger joint and we're not the U S we don't have like the, the crazy breadth of like, of regional or national level fast food joints that the U S does. You know, we don't have that same, that same availability. Um, uh, we've got, we've got one five guys here in Halifax that just popped up, uh, before the pandemic. Um, and, you know, I, and I did, I did have five guys once when we were in Anaheim, uh, briefly had some five guys there. Um, 
And, you know, Five Guys was, uh, was pretty good. But if we're talking like, you know, the more, not, I, you know, I, I don't want to say, I, well, I'll say well-known, but you know what I mean. You know, your McDonald's, your Wendy's, your Burger King's, your, you know, whatever, the, the, the more, uh, ubiquitous. Um, it's, it's gotta be Wendy's. Uh, and honestly, I miss having an Arby's around here. We used to have one Arby's. And Arby's isn't here anymore. Arby's is one that I wouldn't go to all the time, but like, it would be like, I'd wake up and I'd say, you know what? Arby's. They've got the meat and I want it. Uh, You know, whatever it is, you know, whether that's actually roast beef, whether that's actually cheese in that sauce, I don't know. Uh... But what I do know is it tastes good in combination, and more specifically, the uh, the curly fries, incredible. So I think like the three like more well known brands, I'd, I'd say in order that I'd probably go to, and I didn't even mention this one first, but it would be like A and W, Wendy's, and then like an Arby's for like burger joints. But but I don't go to them really. If I want a burger, they're they're like private owned joints are all over here that are gonna have a way way better burger and fry. And so you know it's 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 a desperation play if I'm going to you know one of those other other places like a, like a Daryl's for example. As Mark just you know Daryl's is just if you're in Halifax, you want a burger, just go to Daryl's. You're done. Um, let's see here. Uh, Mark asking, how physically do you plan to vote? Mail, advance poll, or in person on election day? Probably an advance poll or something like that. You know, our cases are low enough here. I'll just pop over during a, you know, time of the day where a lot of people are at work and get that out of the way. Um, wow, this is an okay. Jorbach asks if an evil gnome of some sort was forcing you to end up in jail as quickly as possible, what is your go to crime? What? <sighs> My go to crime is I'm going to an Arby's. And I'm dining and dashing. <laughs> they got the meats and I'm stealing them. Uh, Dan Jim asks, if you could choose any job to be replaced by robots, what job would make uh, would you make obsolete? I mean, it's got to be washing dishes. Of all the household chores, I hate washing dishes. I will do laundry all day, but do not ask me to wash dishes. I'll do it, but I'll, I'll be salty about it. So I'm going to go with that. Uh, Brian asks, what's something you achieved in your prime that you physically or mentally wouldn't be able to do anymore? Pretty much everything. (laughs) 
Time just asks, what is the southernmost part of Canada that you've ever been in or visited, and what was the northernmost? I mean, it doesn't... Where we are isn't dramatically far off from the southernmost, you know, short of going to Ontario and 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 being right up against the border um but the northernmost uh would have been probably i guess when i was in alberta many years ago and we went up into the kananaskis mountains did some golfing up there it's probably as north as i've been i haven't been you know i'm i haven't i haven't gone and freeze my my nipples off properly up north or anything is not really what I call a good time at least not yet um Deneves asks what kind of environment would you like to see a game set in either something that hasn't been done yet or something already done that didn't come out well or some environment with a different genre attached I mean, what hasn't been done at this point? Um, man, it's, it's, it's kind of, they kind of, they, they kind of did pretty much everything at this point, haven't they? Uh, hmm. That's, that's kind of tough. Um, I'll say this. I'm kind of happy to see a lot of the um, the Southeast Asian uh, popularity increasing these days in games media. Like we just, you know, the like we saw a little bit of that, for example, to a degree in the uh, the Sony event. Um, so just give me more of more of uh, of that. It's nice having, you know, uh, we're, we are getting more diverse looks from different, uh, groups and the, the Southeast Asian, uh, um, look and feel and mythologies and stuff seem to be, uh, in, I don't doubt in large part, thanks to the rock becoming a thing more so. Uh, so just, let's just keep that trend going for now. Mm, Gbros asks, what are some of the worst retcons you've seen in movies or video games? Oh, that, that would require me to remember the retcon in the first place. Um, well, I think, I don't know if I've like... <laughs> there, there have been several examples of Japanese games getting censored coming over to the West, which are all stupid. I think the greatest retcon of all time is possibly Final Fantasy XIV, to be honest with you. I mean, they, they, a realm reborn was, was the retcon. The, the whole, they literally nuked it from orbit. <laughs> they, they, uh, they nuked that game from orbit. That was it. Was, I don't know if you get any better than that retcon. They, they straight up just, um, but coincidentally also though, um, you know, Final Fantasy seven in the remake. Um, they retconned all sorts of shit in there and rewrote a lot of stuff. Um, and I don't know, I still, personally, I know some people like the changes. 
Um, there are few things that I've seen thus far, having played the game and Integrade, that have been good. So, those retcons. Fighting Fate? Stop. Um... Seth asks, what is something that is easy for most people but for you is difficult? Currently, sitting or standing without my feet and legs swelling. We're still investigating that, by the way. <laughs> Other than that, uh, I guess jokes aside, uh, growing hair? No. Um, oh. Difficult for me, but easy for other people. Man. Um, I will say that, that I've always been jealous of people that, that know their way around a keyboard enough that they can play, um, RTS games like StarCraft and just confidently know where their hand is on the keyboard. I can type, but that never translated to me being able to, like, confidently use the keyboard for that purpose with just, you know, left-handed, uh, uh, you know, as soon as you got out of the realm of the left side of the keyboard where my left hand would normally be, um, you know, that would be, that's, that's definitely one of them. Uh, otherwise, yes, as Mr. Miyagi said, having two balls, siding with Lance Armstrong, I got a little bit more than Lance. I'm like one and one eighth. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, other than that, um, hmm. I'm terrible at reverse parking. The thing that saved me for reverse parking was cameras being, like, standard in vehicles. If you ever had, like, I could, I could do it using just my mirrors. But the amount of time and the level of anxiety that I had every time I reverse parked into like a spot, like let's say I was in a, a parking lot and I wanted to reverse park into a spot and there were cars on both sides. I definitely aged. I definitely aged. Um, what is your favorite parody movie? Asks Xenon Slayer. Oh man. Um... Hmm. I'll say this, because it's one that I don't think anyone would mention. A lot of people will say, like, scary movie or, or, or you know, things like that. Uh, I'm going to say Leslie Nielsen's Bad Golf Made Easier. Uh, if you are a golfer and you get the opportunity, I believe somebody has that movie on YouTube to watch. It's not long. It's a movie I watched, like, 50 times with my grandfather when I was a, a, a young child. It's hilarious. Even if you're not a golfer, you'll probably find some of it quite funny. But if you have golfed before, um, it's absolutely hysterical. I mean, it's Leslie Nielsen, first of all. But bad golf made easier. We we don't play golf to feel bad. We play bad golf, but feel good. Uh, last question, I believe. I'll double check this real quick. Yep, last question. Uh, it comes in from Superkami Guru, who asks, The gym is a magical place. What's the weirdest thing you've seen at a gym? 
Uh... Oh, you, you get a lot of weird stuff at, at gyms. Um... I will never not be impressed with a couple of things. Uh, one is uh, CrossFit, which I know is a meme. There is a lot of legitimate stuff within CrossFit. There's also a lot of stuff that um, just no. I'm not going to say more than that. Just stop, please, before you kill yourself or somebody. Just stop. Um, but I think a more recent thing is... How many, um, like social media influencers do fitness stuff and they have literally no idea what they're talking about, but because they've got millions of followers and they're incredibly attractive, whether they're a guy or a girl, um, they, people just do whatever the shit they, and you can immediately tell when somebody is doing something that they are just picking up off of Instagram. In fact, I have to stop M all the time doing wacky shit that she saw on some Instagram post by some influencer. And it's like some of it is just like completely awful. Um That's probably the, you know, the worst, but in terms of weird, like the weirdest thing I've seen in the gym, um, man. Okay, th here's one. The gym that I used to go to when I was all in shape, uh, you know, fucking 11 years ago now. <laughs> now I'm just cut like a bag of milk. When I was going to the gym a lot, the gym that I went to, uh, there were a couple of guys, older, uh, older black guys, actually, pro I think they were in their late forties, early fifties. And they were a pair. They were inseparable. And they were like cartoon characters. One was like more like played the straight guy. The other guy was like a little bit more of the, the goofy dude. And they were, I, I love them both. They were uh, awesome to have at the gym. Fun guys to be around. But one of them, who I, call, I always call, I always tease him, call him young, young guy. How you doing, young guy? He would, he had this obsession. He didn't really, <laughs> he could go to the gym uh, but he had this obsession with preacher curls and it would be like the only thing he'd do. He'd show up at the gym. He'd walk around talking to people. And this wasn't a very big gym to begin with. This gym might've been like 30 feet by 30 feet. And he'd go in and he'd grab like a, a 15 or 20 pound dumbbell and he'd do a preacher curl and he'd just, and he'd just do like a thousand freaking reps on both arms and like, and just be talking to people. And that was all he did at the gym. That was the show. That was the entire workout. His entire workout was just preacher curls with like 15, 20 pounds. And he'd really like, ah, ah, and I, it was, it was hilarious. He was a sweetheart. Uh, I've seen him uh, a couple of times just drive when I was driving around. But that's probably the weirdest thing. He'd only show up for that. He'd show up, he'd have like his basketball jersey on. His, his friend would actually get on the treadmill and, and do a little bit more, like, uh, elaborate, uh, routines, but he would just show up and he had this basketball jersey on, he had a do-rag on and everything, and he was probably like, oh, he barely, he only had about eight teeth left. And, uh, and he'd just get in there and he'd grab a dumbbell and just, like, preacher curl station for, like, 
45 minutes and it was amazing every time. I loved it. It's <laughs> that was like one of the one of the things I missed when I stopped going to the to that gym. And I went there because I got a discount when I was working for the city for doing the um the uh, uh the summer camps. Um that was like one of the first things I missed. I was like, I missed seeing those guys because they were there every day. I went there five days a week, uh, and they were there five days a week. And it was like, and everyone loved them, and they were like cartoon characters. It was amazing. Uh, that's apparently... It is indeed. That was the last question. So, ladies and gentlemen, we have successfully completed a solo op of Technical Alpha. I hope you guys enjoyed yourselves today. Uh, thank goodness Sony had uh, an event today, because there was no news. Like, at all. This week. Zero. Um, we should be back next week as a duo. Mr. Black will be returning. Oh, Panasonic. Find me. I know you can find me. There you go. Don't focus on the background now. We're almost there. Uh, but yeah, we will be uh, back next week as a pair, uh, barring something else coming up, uh, for more technical alpha. Uh, once again, patreon.com slash lag TV. If you want to financially support the podcast. Uh, you can check out, if you're listening to this on the RSS feeds, if you ever want to see the video, it's youtube.com slash Life's a Glitch TV. Also, Life's a Glitch TV 2 for the uh, clips, for uh, technical alpha clips that uh, Mark puts together. They're just usually three to four a week uh, of just highlighted sections uh, if you're more interested in just like, you know, little tidbits to share with people or to check it out yourself if you don't have time for the full podcast. Uh, which I realize now saying this at the end of the podcast means you're probably not one of those people in the first place, but all the same. You can go check it out. Uh, and until next week, guys, stay safe out there. Right? We're getting into the winter time. Stay safe out there. Uh, have a good one. And until we see you next week, peace.